James chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, the Word of God says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and earth brought forth her fruit. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the power of prayer. Help open our hearts and minds uh, and give us wisdom as we uh, study it once again from the Scripture. Lord, may we not just believe in the power of prayer, but pray big prayers and allow your power to be shown. Uh, We're thankful for how you work in our lives and how you've worked in the past not just in the big moments, but in the small moments, even today you are working and leading and guiding. And we were all the beneficiaries of somebody's prayers, and we have the opportunity to do that for others. And so I pray that you'd help us to be people who pray and understand and test the power of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. We've spent uh, several weeks going over this idea, <clears throat> the power of prayer, We understand that prayer is powerful. Christians are feeble in their own strength, but we become mighty when we pray. Without me, you can do nothing, Jesus said. Then he also said uh, that the impossible is possible through prayer. Uh, With God, nothing is impossible. And so while we acknowledge our own weakness and inability, we trust in his power and ability, and God's given us the tool of prayer where we can access his strength, his power, uh, and apply it to certain circumstances, people, and different things in our lives. William Cowper said Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon their knees. You know, Satan's not afraid of me or you and our own strength. He laughs. He's destroyed better people than us, Uh, but get on your knees and it's another story. Uh, And that's why Satan works so hard to keep us from praying. Uh, And we've talked about that. Uh, But we we were talking about the power of prayer and just gone through different verses. And I just want to read through what we've talked about already and then give you uh, a few new things tonight. And I think we'll close out this idea of the power of prayer. We said, number one, prayer gives good things. Psalm 102.17. We said, number two, prayer defeats the devil. Luke twenty two thirty two, First Peter four seven, uh, number three, prayer saves the sinner. Luke eighteen thirteen, Romans uh, ten thirteen, number four, prayer restores the backslider. James five sixteen, and number five, prayer heals, heals the sick. James five thirteen through fifteen, and number six, prayer strengthens the saint. Jude twenty, number seven, prayer sends forth labors. Matthew nine thirty eight. Uh, number eight, prayer keeps from sin, Matthew twenty six forty one. Number nine, ma- uh, prayer accomplishes the impossible, uh, Matthew twenty one twenty two, Mark nine twenty nine, Acts twelve five through seven. Uh, number ten, prayer reveals God's will, Luke eleven nine through ten. Number eleven, prayer imparts wisdom, James one five. And remember, all these things are part of the power of prayer. These this is what ava- what's available when we pray. And we talked about prayer imparts wisdom, James 1.5. Uh, 
Uh, number 12, prayer bestows peace. Uh, Philippians 4, 5 through 7. And uh, Joanne mentioned that during our prayer time, just literally watching Mary be in such pain and not able to settle down. Then she begins reading the scripture to her and just see that peace come over her. It's striking when you see those things. And it's, it's a real privilege. Uh, number 13, prayer glorifies God. We talked about that last week. And then I want to give you some new things tonight, uh, starting in the scripture we read. Number 14, prayer affects nature. Think about this. Prayer affects nature. Uh, through prayer, uh, God, can, God can control nature anytime He wants. As a matter of fact, remember Jesus being in the boat, and He stood up and hushed the winds and the waves, and they said, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and waves obey Him? It's nothing for God to control the weather. Uh, he's in, in control of it all anyway. But through prayer, we can affect nature. And the illustration here is Elijah uh, was a man subject to like passions as we are, verse 17. Uh, he, he wasn't a special guy. He didn't have some special dispensation from God. He was a man like me and you. He got hungry, he got tired, he got depressed, he got angry. And we see that in the, the biographical sketch of Elijah throughout the scripture. But he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the year, by the space of three years and six months. Uh, so he prayed that it wouldn't rain, and it didn't rain. And of course, this was a judgment upon Israel and their wicked king. Uh, and then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. So he prayed, it stopped raining. He prayed again, it started raining. You say, well, that's crazy. That uh, God can't do that. Uh, we've seen it happen many times here, where... Uh, the weatherman calls for rain, and we're supposed to have a special day, and we'll just pray and say, Lord, we're just going to have it anyway. And occasionally, God will overrule us, and it'll rain. But I mean, it, it, it's been remarkable over the years that more often than not, it just doesn't rain, and we're able to do what we're able to do. I remember a story that Brother Hiles told years ago. He was preaching uh, down south with John R. Rice, and they were in an outdoor tabernacle, so it was like a big <clears throat> outdoor pavilion. There were no sides on and the roof, and uh, Brother Howells got up to preach, and it just started pouring rain so hard that you couldn't hear uh, the, the rain on the roof and the people there, and it was a large, large pavilion. And he said uh, he wasn't really sure what to do. He just kept trying to preach and talk. He said Brother Rice walked over to the edge of the pavilion, held up his hands, and was like this for a minute, and the rain stopped. And he just stayed there. And Brother Hiles said, I preached my sermon, and the rain stopped. And then it was his turn to preach, and Brother Rice came up and, and said, all right, it's your turn, and <laughs> and got up to preach. And Brother Hiles was like, what? Uh, but these things can happen. I mean, uh, prayer can affect nature. Uh, and we've, there's many examples of that. I'm not going to give you tons of examples tonight with these things, but just to give you the principle and a supporting verse. So prayer affects uh, nature. Look at Isaiah chapter 35. We pick up the story of Hezekiah. Uh, Hezekiah was a good king. Uh, Isaiah was the prophet. God sent Isaiah to Hezekiah and said, Okay, tell Hezekiah to get his house in order. He's going to die. Well, Hezekiah begins to pray. Look at verse 2. Uh, Isaiah 38, verse 2, Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart 
and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. So he just couldn't understand it. Hezekiah just couldn't understand why he was going to die in his prime, as far as I can tell. Uh, and I just began to weep for the Lord. Uh, then look at verse 4. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah, saying, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, uh, the God of thy David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, and behold, I will add unto thee fifteen years. Uh, add unto thy days fifteen years. And so, uh, in an answer to Hezekiah's prayer, God said, okay, I'll give you more years. And here we see prayer affecting time. So prayer can affect nature. Prayer can span time. A prayer can change the way time acts. Uh, we look back at uh, Joshua where uh, Joshua was fighting uh, the, the army and Moses was up there and as long as he held up his hands, Israel prevailed. When his hands fell, Israel was defeated. That's where the story of Aaron and Hur held up the hands of Moses and they were victorious. Uh, we also see that at one point, God literally let the uh, sun stay in the sky for longer. He didn't let it become night so that the Israelites' uh, victory could be more complete. And then when you, I was doing some research years ago on this, and I don't remember all the details now in front of me, but they were saying that there's like a half a day that's unaccounted for in the calendar. And they don't know why, but we know why because of that story, that God literally held up time. And so uh, prayer spans time. Here, God said, I'll give you extra years in response to your prayer. Uh, I believe also, and we know from experience and from the scripture, that prayer is not hindered by time. Do you know that a parent can pray for an unborn child? And those prayers are applied in the future. Uh, a parent can pray for children, not just now, but we're already, and some of you do the same thing. Our kids aren't married yet. We pray all the time they'd marry the right person because that's the second most important decision that they're going to make is who they marry. Uh, it's going to make or break their future. And so we, we pray about that. Well, that has nothing to do with now. Uh, but we're praying now, and it gets applied to the future. We pray about the future of our church. We can pray about the future of people. Uh, and so uh, the power of prayer is that it can literally span time. So it affects nature, and it spans time. Look at Psalm 122 familiar verse about Jerusalem, but I want to use an application for this thought. I'll say number 16 that prayer bridges distances. It bridges distance. All right, Psalm 122, and look at verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Now, we know that's a good verse, and by the way, I hope you do pray for the peace of Jerusalem. A lot of confusion in the world today about the Jews and oftentimes uh, uh, made out to be villains. But the Bible encouraged the Jews that whenever, wherever you are, if you're dispersed throughout the world, that you always pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Now, wait a minute. We're not in Jerusalem. So does that mean that I in Wakefield, Rhode Island can pray for Jerusalem and thousands of miles away, God will do something thousands of miles away. Well, sure. Uh, just like uh, I can pray for my family 
who's in Indiana, Michigan, California. And I pray here, and God does things there. We can pray for my wife's family, who's in Kentucky and Washington. We pray here, God does things there. We can pray for our missionaries all around the world. This shows the power of prayer, that prayer is not hindered by uh, distances. It's not that you have to be within a certain distance. It's, it's not like a cell reception. You have to be close enough to a tower. It's no, you can pray here and God can do things thousands of miles away. And not just that, but he's not related by time either because you can pray now and God can do something in the future. And so the power of prayer is so amazing. We see just tonight it affects nature. It spans time. It bridges distances. Uh, let me say number 17, prayer alters circumstance. Look at Jonah chapter 2. Jonah chapter 2. We see Jonah in the well. He begins to pray in Jonah chapter 2, verse 7. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into, thy ho- into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed, salvation is of the Lord. And then verse 10, And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. So here, prayer changed Jonah's circumstances. He's in the fish. He prays in response to his prayer. He gets spit out on dry land and goes on to live life. Same thing with Hezekiah. Hezekiah, you're going to die. Well, he prays and God says, I'm going to alter your circumstances. Uh, We see that with Job. At the end of Job, uh, God did not heal Job until he prayed for his friends. And so it's not just praying for ourselves uh, or the circumstance. Sometimes God will alter our circumstances depending on what we're praying for, uh, which is really interesting. And so a prayer can alter circumstances. So do you have a circumstance in your life that, that you need God to do something about? Is there something that's hindering you, something that's, that, that's an obstacle, maybe some trial in your life, pray about it because God can change prayers. And as we said before, God doesn't always do what we ask him to do. And by the way, be thankful for that. Be thankful that you don't have some godlike power to say something and it happens. Uh, be thankful. Man, man, imagine how much trouble we would cause. Uh, I mean, the world wouldn't last very long if God gave his people that power. Thank God there's an all-knowing, wise God who's measuring our prayers and meeting them out according to His will, His glory, and what's best for everybody. I mean, if you got your prayers answered, how many people would be dead? If you got your prayers answered, how many, how many bad things would have happened? Or, or maybe you'd be so rich, you wouldn't be, any, you wouldn't be here tonight. You'd be in some yacht over in, in Bahrain or something, you know? Uh, no, thank God that he doesn't answer our prayers uh, because he's giving us the answers we need, not necessarily the answers we want. But he always moves. Listen, prayer always works because even if prayer doesn't do what you ask it to do, prayer changes you. Prayer always changes the one that prays. And so we see that prayer can alter circumstance. Look at Second Corinthians chapter 1. The power of prayer. Second Corinthians chapter 1. Look at verse 8. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, 
that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, and so much that we despaired even of life. So this is the Apostle Paul giving a testimony. They were in such a trouble in Asia. This isn't just just spiritual persecution. I mean, they they were at the point of death. They were in danger of dying, of being murdered and martyred. Matter of fact, verse 9 says, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves. Matter of fact, they just decided we're going to die. We're just we're probably going to die. And if you talk to people who've ever been in that situation, people who've ever been in combat, uh, you get to the place where you just get past the fear and you just resign to death, but you're just going to go out in a ball of glory, right? It's you, you, and this is what happened. We're just going to serve God no matter what. We decided we're going to die. We're just going to die trusting God. And so imagine the, the straits they were in here. Verse 9, But we have the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead. Uh, verse 10, Who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. So he gives all this great testimony. God deli- We were going to trust God. He delivered us from that, and doth deliver us means they weren't out of total danger. They still had serious needs, but God was still delivering them, uh, and that he will deliver us. So you see past, present, and future deliverance in that verse. All right, And then look at verse 11. Ye also helping together by what? Prayer for us. So now wait a minute. God brought them through these terrible situations, but the Apostle Paul acknowledged and through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, God is telling us that it was the prayers of these people that helped them when they were in these terrible situations. And so what happens? Prayer helps others. This is the power of prayer. You can help others through some of the most difficult times in their lives by praying for them. And my wife and I talk about this often where we can sense the prayers of people. Where, uh, and, and some of you have that too, whether you've gone through terrible situations and, and just life-altering events. And you can sense, you can feel people's prayers. I was, uh, Cheryl said going through this knee surgery, just, just that it, it was going better than she expected. She could feel people's prayers. And it's really a sweet thing whenever you can feel those prayers. Now, it's a terrible it's terrible to get to the place where you need to feel them. All right, let's get that right. Uh, but once you're there and you're in such desperate need and you can sense those prayers, there becomes a real gratitude of the people that pray for you. And that's why you can say things like, uh, thank you for praying for us, or praying is one of the best things you can do for us. Those aren't just platitudes. Because sometimes if you're in a situation like Sarah or others, there's all you can do is pray. Nothing else you can do. You, you, you've done all you can do. Uh, but prayer helps others. Think about people in the cancer world ward, people uh, who have loved ones that, that pass away, all of those things. There's not a whole lot you can do, but you can be there and you can pray. And if you can't be there, you can still pray. And I love that again, prayer is not hindered by time or space or distance, so we can pray for one another all over the country, all over the world, and still help each other. Isn't that good news? Uh, Nehemiah chapter 4, let's look at this. We're talking about the power of prayer. I say number 19, prayer protects from evil. Nehemiah chapter 4 
and look at verse 7. But it came to pass that when Sambal and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth, angry, and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Verse 9, Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. And so they made a prayer unto God, and they went about their business. And so this reminds us that prayer protects us from evil. We can see all types of indications of that from the Scripture. Uh, but prayer does protect people. You know, there's a lot of evil stuff out there in this world. There's evil people. There's evil organizations. And Satan, of course, would like to destroy every single person under the sound of my voice. He'd like to get your families, your kids, your marriages, your finances, your your testimony. I mean, he just wants to, like a, a rabid dog, grab a hold of you and shake until there's nothing left. Uh, but yet, prayer protects us. I think about Luke 22 where Jesus told a Peter that Satan hath desired him to sift him as wheat. But he said, don't worry, Peter, I've prayed for thee. Uh, and you're going to go through some trouble, paraphrase. You're going to go through some trouble, but you'll survive because I prayed. Satan's not going to get you. He's, he's not going to take you out. And Peter became a great force for God. And so prayer protects from evil. Amen. And then let me show you this last one. First Kings uh, chapter 17. And I want to say number number 20, prayer demonstrates the power of God. Prayer is only hindered by the ability of God and the prayers of His people. It's an interesting fact that, that nothing's impossible to God. He can do that which He wishes, but He also has decided to partner with us in prayer. And that's why He encourages us to pray big prayers. Psalm 81.10, Open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. You know, there's no prayer too big for God. Jeremiah asks, is anything too hard for thee? And the answer is no. Uh, and so I fear, and the scripture tells us, that sometimes the work of God is hindered in our lives and in our communities because we're not praying. And we're not praying God-sized prayers. Uh, let's make sure we're praying prayers worthy of God. And... In this scripture, 1 Kings chapter 17, we won't read the whole story, but Elijah had been coming to this family's house. They'd built a place for him to stay. Uh, they ended up having a baby. Uh, the baby was growing, and then all of a sudden the baby is in the field, or the, 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 young, the, the child's in a field, and uh, head starts hurting, perhaps an aneurysm or, or something like that, and is brought back. Uh, they go and get Elijah. Elijah comes back. The baby's, or the, or the child's gone. Child's dead. And so we pick it up in verse 21. And he, Elijah, stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, that let this child's soul come into him again. Now, wait a minute. This is not normal. Normally, when someone goes, into the next life, they stay there, right? In this instance, Elijah prayed literally that the child's soul would come back into his body. Very specific prayer. 
And verse 22, And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. You say, preacher, how's that possible? Well, he is the God of the resurrection, right? Jesus resurrected days after he died. Uh, When Jesus died on the cross, the graves opened in Jerusalem and people came out. A mass resurrection uh, to prove that something amazing was happening. If you needed, if, if, if the... Uh, presence of the Son of God wasn't enough. If the sun going dark wasn't enough, now there's a mass resurrection. And the centurion standing at the foot of the cross says, truly, this is the Son of God. Uh, So God is certainly capable of a resurrection. And all of us will be resurrected someday. Uh, And so, here we find... God raising the dead in an answer to prayer. Jesus prayed in the New Testament and raised the dead. You know, we we never have Jesus going to a recorded funeral where the person didn't get up out of the casket and walk away. That's pretty good news. And so prayer demonstrates the power of God. Now, don't miss this. It's not just the raising of the dead. You say, well, I'm going to go try that. I'm going to go down to the grave and I'm going to pray and say, oh, God, let these people come forth. Probably not going to happen. Right, and if it does, let me know. I'll get the camera. We'll uh, we'll record it. We'll become a sensation. You know, that was a joke. But see, large answers to prayer like this don't just happen to happen. They happen to demonstrate the power of God. Uh, and it's such a beautiful thing to know that we can partner with God in prayer, and that prayer has such power. I hope that through the course of these weeks and looking at these 20 effects from Scripture, the, the power of prayer, that our faith in prayer will, be, will grow and be increased. And listen, you, you need a financial answer to prayer? You think God can handle that? You need a health answer to prayer? You think God can handle that? You need a relationship answer to prayer? You think God can handle that? Of course He can. And this is once you immerse yourself into the doctrine of prayer and you Remind yourself of the power of prayer. It gives us confidence, not just to pray bigger prayers. Don't just pray that you can pay the bill. Pray that you get out of debt. Right? Don't just pray to get a little bit healthy. Pray to get really healthy. Don't just pray to have an okay marriage. Pray for God to give you an an amazing marriage. Whatever whatever it is. Uh, Don't just pray that God keeps your kids off off drugs and alcohol and, and, and out of the prison. Pray that they grow up and serve God with their whole life. And so we we pray big, big God-sized prayers with the confidence that He can do whatever is according to His will. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank You for the opportunity to study Your Word. Pray You'd bless the offering now and dismiss us uh, with Thy favor, with Thy protection. Help us be people of prayer. Forgive us for not praying as we ought, but help us to uh, pray and really be beneficiaries of this wonderful tool that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen.